Hilchus Mechusik HaPara, Peregavia Lachalaf. So today we're going to talk about Metzera, Tzeras. Now we're not going to talk about the procedures of exactly what makes a person Tameh and Tahar, and that's in Hilchus Tzeras, in Sefer Tahara. <clears throat> Here we're, we're concerned with the, uh, with the carbon that the person has to bring when he finishes his being a Metzera. When a person who has Tzeras becomes healed from his Tzeras, after the Kaya purifies him, the whole, the, whole, the whole procedure of the Ramam is going to describe in the Sefer Tower, which we assume, he assumes now we know the basic basics of, because the Ramam makes the assumption before you open the Sefer, you've gone through Tanakh and you remember everything, as is clear from the way he writes. So after you've purified him, with the, the Kaya has purified him with the, 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 the cedar, the Ezev, and the, uh, the hyssop, and the scarlet uh, piece of wool, and the two birds, and he has to shave his entire flesh. He goes to the mikvah. At the whole procedure, he's going to expound upon in the next Sefer He comes to After that, he may enter Yerushalayim. Because before that, he's not allowed to come to any walled cities when he's still in the state of being a Metzera. Ram says Yerushalayim, it means really any walled city. And then he had, and now, so, now, so now that he did this procedure, he's no longer banned from the, uh, from, from the walled city. But he's still not completely finished the process. Because he cannot yet go into the Mesamikdash or eat, eat Hektish. He must count seven days. On the seventh day, he has to shave himself a, seven, a second time. So he does one shaving. Then he does the second shaving, seven days later. The same status as the first one, just like the first one has to be. Um, as, uh, as we pass in the halacha la that he has to shave the entire surface of his skin everywhere. But um, uh, goes to the mikvah after that. After that, he now has the status of a tzvul yoyim. Prior to that, he has the status of being tummy. Now they went to the mikvah, he has the status of a tzvul yoyim, which means he's allowed to eat my shosheni. And then he has to wait till the sun sets, after which, if he's a Kayin, for example, he can eat Truma, or if he's a, a woman who's a wife of a Kayin, so that's the next status, next step. The next day, Bashmi, the eighth day, he goes to Mikvah a second time. And then afterwards, after that, he offers his sacrifices. So this is the procedure when a person has Taras. After he has, he, he, he has Taras, eventually when he heals, he goes to the Kayin, the Kayin tells him that you are, the Taras has been healed. He has a whole procedure the Kayin goes through to purify him using the materials we mentioned before, the two birds. He has to shave his, shave his flesh and then go to the mikvah. And then he's allowed to enter the walled cities. And then he has to, he doesn't have to enter the walled cities, he just can't. It's just, I'm just saying that that, that, that that point is no longer banned from the cities. cities. Then he has to count seven days. On the seventh day earliest, no, no earlier than the seventh day, he has to again shave himself, then go to the mikvah. And it's not just a mitzvah to shave himself as, a, as, like, as, like, a, as like a tanai. It's part of the higher process. Going to the mikvah without shaving, we'll see, it doesn't count. So uh, he, uh, he, he, he has to shave, shave himself, go to the mikvah on the seventh day. Um, uh, and that makes him into a tful yoyim, which is the normal status. As someone who becomes tummy, he has to go to the, when he goes to the mikvah, he becomes a tful yoyim. Nightfall. He now is mechusek apari. He's night has fallen. He's now tahor in regards to truma. However, he's still mechusek apari. He's lacking apari regarding hektish. And therefore, the next and the eighth day, he goes to the mikvah, and then he can offer his korbanis like a person who, and then eat hektish after that, like a person who is allowed to eat hektish. Okay. Why does he go to the mikvah on the eighth day if you're already yesterday? In other words, in the Chumash, if you learn Chitas, right, this question comes up. Where does it say he's Tevla again on the eighth day? There's two Tevilas in the Chumash. There's one that happens immediately when he, before he counts 
um, after the Kohen does the whole procedure with him, with the birds, sprinkling the, 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 the you know, one of the birds, if you're in the water, sprinkling on him, etc., with the hyssop, then he, he shaves his flesh, goes to the mikvah, can enter walled cities if he chooses to, counts seven days, and the seventh day shaves again, goes to the mikvah again. There's no mention of on the eighth day, the day he wants to bring his carbonus of going to the mikvah again. Where does that come from? It's a drabonim. Since he was very accustomed to not being. Uh, to being careless regarding Tumma, in the days when he was excommunicated, right? He was, uh, you know, uh, uh, in quarantine, yeah? He's not careful about it because he's anyways a Mitzayra. Who cares if he touches a dead carcass of a cow or of a dead lizard or, or whatever? Because he's out of practice, we're worried that without realizing it, he became Tumma. So as a cautionary step, the Chum said, go to Mikvah again before you come to the Mikvah on the eighth day. After he became Tommy, the seventh, after he tailed on the seventh day, we're worried that maybe he was, you know, uh, habituated himself. For Taras can last for a long time, maybe it's several months, who knows? And therefore, he has to go to the mikvah again because we're worried he uh, made himself Tommy. Fichin, therefore, right, but back then, Yidin were very, very conscious. Every person you touch, you shook hands with somebody, you brush somebody, is he Matsaira, is he is, 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 is he Anida, right? It's all very, people are very conscious of these things if you live near Yerushalayim or, 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 or whatever. Therefore, he was out of practice because the whole thing was irrelevant to him. Lefichan, therefore, Tayyivel Ashmini, Bezos Nashim. He has to go to the mikvah on the eighth day. And he Tayyivels in the Ezras Nashim. Remember, we learned over there in Ezras Nashim, there's like a, if you look at this map over here, this is the Beis Hamikdash, right? Here's the Kodesh HaKadashim, here's the Kodesh. This is what we call the Azara. This is the reflection of the Mishkan. Around this is the Harabayas. This is a subsection of the Harabayas called the Ezras Nashim, where Chazal. Uh, you know, it, 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 it was actually built after Shlomo Melech. Later on in the history, it was added as an extension to the Beis Hamikdash for the purposes of having sections where they did different things over there. So this is where this called Lishkas Hamitzayim, where, where the Mitzayim would uh, would go and he would totally go to the mikvah over there. Despite the fact that he says, "No, I was very conscious. I'm a big Talmud Chacham. I know I wasn't Tamei." There's a cloud that, that when he comes to the eighth of the Beis Hamikdash. To do his procedure, we're going to describe now to make him no longer uh, completely removed from being a betzayer and able to eat hektish. He goes to mikvah one more time as a precautionary thing, right over there in the base hamikdash, just outside the azar. What happens? We just said he's supposed to shave uh, the first on, on, on day number zero, then day number seven. What if he doesn't shave on day number seven? Is it too late? He shaves on day number eight. Any days later, every day he shaves. He goes to make for that day. And then he can wait till nightfall. The next day, he brings his carbonus. After again doing this this extra tefillah, as we said. So unlike a, a nazir, for example, where if he delays it, then sometimes he can kill two birds with one stone and do his do his shaving and his mikvah on, on the same day. In the event that he became Tommy, when he's not supposed to, when it comes to Metzera, we're Dafka very particular. He has to go to the mikvah on day number seven, not earlier. And if he delays it, then whatever day he goes to the mikvah, that's his day number seven. And he must wait till the next day before he can bring his carbonus. So he has to go to the mikvah on day seven, eight, twenty, whatever it is, when he gets around to it. That then he has to wait till nightfall. Only then can he treat the following day as the day which is carbon carbon candidate to bring his carbonus. What is the procedure we do with the Metzera? As far as the carbonus goes, right? This is not again. This is not the, the discussion of how to purify from tzeras. That goes in Hilchas tzeras. The mitzvah stands just outside the Ezra Yisrael. The Ezra Yisrael is this little strip of space, the easternmost section of the Azorah, where anyone is allowed to come in as long as you're tahor. 
connected to Pesach Mizrahi, out just by the eastern gate, which we call the gate of Nicanor, Panel of the Meyer, facing west. So if he looks, he can see the Kadesh HaKadoshim. Well, it's actually, I'm sorry, the Kadesh. That's actually not true because the Mizbech isn't blocking his vision. But whatever. So, um, that's, by the way, where all those who are lacking Kapara, those, you know, Azav, Azava, um, Anida, and it's not, it's not Anida, sorry, Azav, Azava, a Yeleda, so when we gave birth, and a Mitzayah, those four who need to bring the special Kabbanas, that's where they stand, the Eish Matayanis, and we do the procedure, the, pro, the process to purify them, because they cannot come in Azara yet, but they have to be there <laughs> to do part, and sometimes to do the procedure. Well, when it comes to a Zava, we said, all she has to do is put a donation in the box, and then you can, she can assume the carbon was bought on her behalf. But should she come and want to stand there, that's as far as she can go. Shamashka Society is also there. That's the same place where the Saitis, the women who have to drink the water, where they stand. And that's because um, we don't want to. Uh, actually, over there, the reason is, is because you want, it should be a public place to embarrass her. Um, she shouldn't be in the. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the Raman brings, as I didn't know over here, but anyways. Remember the Mitzayah, what does he bring? Mitzayah's Karbanis is, he has to bring a sheep, that's an Asham, and a bird, that's a Chattas, right? That's what we said for the Mitzayah's carbon, correct? Mm-hmm. If I recall correctly. So, they take the Asham, which is alive, and you wave this sheep, you know, you got to make sure you get a strong coin, you pick up a sheep and wave it, and the proper procedure up and down, back and forth. Together with one loig, one basically thirteen ounce or so um, uh, 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 jar of oil in the eastern side of the azar, as is the procedure of waving things. Now, usually when we do tenufa, it's usually parts of the carbon that go to the mizbeach. Here, it's a full animal, so it's a little unique. If he chooses to wave the oil and the sheep separately, it still counts. All right. Afterwards, the Kayan takes this, this Asham of the Mitzvah and he brings it right to the door. And he puts this sheep in the doorway. The Mitzvah, who's of course still forbidden to enter the Azara because he hasn't had the, and, and to eat Hektish, because he hasn't had the proper procedure done yet, can put his hands into the doorway and lean on his carbon. Because he has to do smicha. So even though he's not allowed to come into the Azara, but he's not coming in, just putting a part of his body in apparently is not a problem. Unlike most Karbanas, there's only one reception of the blood, here there's two receptions. One does the usual thing, he first puts the keli under the, under the neck after it's, after, right, 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 when it's shechted. For the purpose of spraying the blood on the Mizbeach, as is we describe in Ezra Mokayim in the morning, the Asham Mitzayra, where you spray on the two, two corners of Mizbeach, the Echav Yadayim and the other Kayin, he receives the blood directly into his right hand. And he pours that blood that he, that he collects in his right hand, I guess he cupped his hand like this, right? Into his left hand, and he sprinkles that blood uh, with his right hand. In other words, he dips his right hand into that blood to sprinkle it, as in, in the procedure we'll describe uh, soon, the machine, or, or I don't know if he sprinkles it, Mamash will see, but he, he sprinkles and he, he, he smears it on the person. If the Kayan receives the blood from the neck of the animal with his left hand, possible, it is possible. Base. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm middle of a base. The Kayan who received the blood in the Kaili, what he does normally is he takes the Mizbeach, he first sprinkles that in the Mizbeach the way he's supposed to. Southwest corner, northeast corner. Then after that, the Kayan, who after that, once the, once the blood 
has burnt speak on the Mizbech. Remember the, the policy? Once the blood of the carbon reaches the Mizbech, the carbon has been processed to kosher. At that point, the, at that moment, the Mitzrayer becomes now someone who's shaykh to... Well, he's, oh, sorry, well, he was Yaitz's carbon. Let's put it that way. He was Yaitz's carbon. After that, the Kayin who received the blood in his right hand comes to the Mitzrayim. The Kayin is inside the Azorah. The person who had, who had Tsaras is still standing on the outside. The Mitzrayim leans his head into the door space of the Sharnikonar. The Kayin takes the blood that he has in his uh, in his uh, in his left hand he takes uh, I beg your pardon what did I say yeah uh, the coin takes the blood in his, in his palm he puts it on the right uh, the right of his right ear which is the this section of the ear, which is above the earlobe, in the center of the ear. That's the same place where they put a hole in the Eved Ivri if he wants to stay after six years, right? Um, now, when he says chapa, his palm, I think, he's mean, I think he means his left palm, because he poured the blood from his right palm to his left palm, right? So the Kayin then dips his right finger in his left palm, and then he puts some blood on the, on the, on the, the cartilage of his right ear. Then the, the Mitzrayah sticks his right hand into, that, into the Mishan Yikunur. Remember, he can't walk in yet. He's still in Mechus Kapara. Then the Kayin puts it on his thumb. And the Ramam doesn't specify this over here. I think elsewhere he specifies that, that it's on his thumb. Not, not, the, not the top joint where the nail is. It's the one under that. I believe that's the case. I, I think Rashi and Chumash, I think, says it pretty clearly, if I recall. Someone says it. Anyway, anyway that's the Bohen Yodai. The Bohen means the thumb, but it means that joint over here. Then he puts in his right foot. And he puts the blood on his right big toe. Actually, the next next pair because the Ramam says what I, what I said over here about the which part of the finger. Okay, now exactly which joint on the toe? I think it's again the second joint, the joint under the under the, the under the joint under the joint where the nail is. All right, and he puts on his big right toe. He puts on the left, you know, ear, the left thumb, the left toe. Loyot doesn't count. After they do that, they can offer his chatos and his oila because the Oshem brings ah right, he brings a. Uh, he brings a Asham, a Chatas, and Oila. Good. So, so that that so first you have to you have to do this procedure for his Asham, and then you can offer the Chatas and Oila on his behalf. Once you put the blood on his big thumb and big toes, remember part of the carbon he brings with the sheep. We said in the beginning of the halacha was a leg of oil. He has to take that leg of oil. One koyin has to pour into the left hand of another koyin. The Rashi Chumash doesn't say that, but that's what he says over here. If the Kayin chooses to pour into his own left palm, that counts. But ideally, ideally, it should be a second Kayin. It's good to know, because there's only one Kayin on duty that day. Right? There's a way to do it. Then he dips his right finger, in, right, right index finger. Etzba means index finger usually. His right index finger into, into the oil in his left palm. And he sprinkles the oil seven times facing the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, he can't probably see the Beis HaMikdash necessarily because the Mizbech might be blocking him, but 
that exact direction. Al kol hazar, and each seven sprinkling of a seven sprinklings, tefillah adzibah b'shem. He must dip his finger in oil again. He can't just dip it once and then sprinkle seven times, uh, even though his finger is very wet. With oil, he has to dip, dip, it's dip, dip. He has to dip and then sprinkle, dip and then sprinkle. If he does, if he sprinkles it, but he didn't do kenegah kashim dashim, he just does it um, uh, whichever direction. Um, even if it's not west lechayra, yotz it counts. Ksheres it kashu. Excuse me. Then he comes back to the Matzerda. Then he puts the oil in the exact same place where they put the, the blood on his right ear. Of his, cartilage, cartilage was right here, right thumb and right, right big toe. The additional oil in his left hand. What does he do with that? His hand's still full of oil. He wipes it on the head of the Matzerda. If he doesn't do that, there's no kapara. Right? Because the Pasuk says, in Vayikr, Pegidal, Yitchas, it says, Vahaneisim b'shem n'ashar kaf akoyin yitin al-reish ha-matar. L'v'chipar lo v'akonot n'ashem. Right? So he has, to make, he has to make sure he has enough oil that after he does these sprinklings, there's still oil, oil in his left hand. Which is obviously going to be some oil there, right? It's there, yeah? B'shar ha-loyig, what did he do with the rest of the loyig? Because a loyig is 12, uh, like a soda can. He poured how much in his palm? Whatever, a couple of ounces or two. How, what happens to the rest of the oil? V'ashar ha-loyig, b'shal ha-kam, the kohen divided, they eat it. This, this leg, the remainder of this leg of Shemin is one of the 24 Matnas Kahuna. Gimel, Shiori Haloig, the rest of the leg, it has the status of Kotche Kadashim, like the carbon Ashim that it came with, and therefore it's only in Nazara. But this is like Kunadafka, but Bemel Kahanim, not by their wives or daughters. Shar Kotche Kadashim, like any Kotche Kadashim. Sharei Kukasha Ashim, it's compared to the carbon Ashim. But also, Lechom and Lechashem, and you're not allowed to eat any of the Kahanim, you're not allowed to consume any of this leg of oil. Achitin, Mimenu, Matn, Sheva, Matn, Habainis. You have to first sprinkle seven times. And then put the seven, uh, and then put uh, on the, on the on the ear and on the on the big toes. The kain does eat it prior to doing that. Like like just like if he eats from a carbon before sprinkling the blood on his bayach, because the blood is the matter for the kain, for the for the carbon, or just like the the bezichin are the matter for the lechem upon him. This oil you, that you sprinkle and then put on the on put on the on the um, on the cartilage and on the big thumb and toe. The Ram doesn't, it doesn't add on the head, but some, some of the, that, that's, a, that's part of it as well. Of the Mitzayra, that's what's mati the rest of the leg of oil to be royal for consumption by the Mizbeach, not, the, not, the, not the, the, by the Kahanim. And if it's eaten prior to that, then it's too early and it's Chayv Malgus.